Let me say that I am very grateful to the church here, to the session and the leadership, and also to the pastor for this opportunity to be able to stand before you in the half an hour that is before us to be able to bring the word of life to you. I've not come alone like last time. I've come with my dear wife, my wife Martha, the mother of my two boys, Elma and Isaac. Uh, Elma is named after Elma Dotsbach, who is the father of Carl Dotsbach. Uh, he meant a lot to us as a family. So in our culture in Africa, when you esteem a person very highly, you name your child after them. Uh, so Elma Dotsbach lives in our son, Elma. Praise the name of the Lord. We will be preaching from the book of Isaiah chapter 12. And I was so happy and very glad to hear that pastor has been preaching from the book of Isaiah. So he has actually made my work a little easier. Because you already know the context in which we will be preaching from. So I will not belabor that much. We will be reading from chapter 12, but again, Pastor made my work much easier. We will only look at verse 3 for the preaching for today. So let me read, and then we will get into the word. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, and you did comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. My salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The prophet Isaiah in this section, after preaching, after showing the nation of Israel what was awaiting them, after receiving his own call from the Lord God Almighty in chapter 2, being given a picture of the Lord God of Israel who was clothed in majesty and in splendor, 
the Lord God Almighty, who was so holy that a call had to be brought to his lips so that he could be able to stand before the presence of the Lord God Almighty, God showing him that which awaited the nation of Israel if they did not leave following the idols of the nations that had now crept into the body politic of the count of the nation where they had now forgotten to walk with the covenant God who had brought them out of slavery, given them their own land that was flowing with milk and honey, a land that he looked upon with pleasure from heaven, and season after season he will give them the rain in its season, and he will make the land very fruitful. The nation having walked away from that covenant relationship, God, through Isaiah and through many other prophets, over and over would tell them to come back to him because in him they will have that which was meaningful, that which will be fruitful, that which will be true for them as a nation. And so here, Isaiah has continued to show them the impending doom that awaits them through the invasion of the Assyrians that were going to come and through Ephraim, who was not going to have pity basically on their own brothers and sisters, but that they were going to be used as an instrument by the Lord God Almighty to chasten the nation that through that suffering, through that discipline, they may be able once again to go back to the Lord who was everything for them. And so here, Isaiah in the midst of seeing what was coming, bursts out in a hymn of praise that even though all of this was going to happen, yet the Lord God Almighty was the one who was on his throne. He was the Lord God who Isaiah will give thanks to, the Lord God Almighty who will not hold his anger against the nation forever, but that his anger will be turned away and that he will come to the children of Israel with comfort and consolation and that he was going to be their savior and so he was going to draw them once again to himself so that they will no longer fear and that in him they will find their true strength. And so he bursts out in a hymn of praise, a song of exaltation that gives glory to the Lord God Almighty who even in the midst of his anger still has a plan for the nation of Israel in his plans. And in verse 3, which we will look at, Isaiah tells the children of Israel as he is singing this song before them that they will be able to draw water from the wells of salvation with joy that they will be able to see the salvation that they had wandered away from for so long, 
when they turn back again to the Lord God Almighty, being available to them, being ministered to them in a very real way so that as they draw water from those wells of salvation, it will be with a lot of joy because now they were going back to the foundation, to the fountain of life. They were going back to the cisterns where there was real water. They were going back to the source of all that was, all that meant for their welfare and for their well-being. That they had wandered away and drank from other cisterns that were basically empty cisterns, like Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, that cisterns that were not able to hold any water, that they were basically like the children of Israel in the wilderness, where they will be thirsting for water, where they will be crying out for water, and in the wilderness, the Lord God Almighty will be able to turn water that was salty when Moses will throw a tree into it and it will become sweet. Where in their wandering, they will find a place in Elim with 12 springs and with 70 palms where they will be able to drink fully because only God was sufficient for the needs that they were going through. And so here, Isaiah is reminding them that their fullness and sufficiency in their walk with the Lord God Almighty was to be found as they drank deeply from what the Lord God Almighty had provided. And here the picture is of a people who have been in a wilderness, who have been walking in a dry and dreary land, a patch land, where there was no water, and then suddenly they come to this spring, they come to this well, they come to this borehole, to this body of water, and as they drink deeply and greedily from this source of water, their life comes back, they are revived, they are able once again to be strengthened. They draw bucket after bucket after bucket of water for their children, for their families, for their neighbors. They are able to water their livestock. They are able to irrigate their lands, their crops, their children are able to wallow in that water, to swim in it. They are able to dunk their heads into that water, to splash one another with that water because that source of water is endless and it is theirs to use to their full capacity. And so that is the picture of a thirsty, weary people being refreshed, being rehydrated once again, sipping and drinking deeply, coming to where the true source of life is to be found. 
It's just like last night, the rain that fell was very, very heavy rain. Uh, Sharon Bolin told us it was a storm. It was more like the rain from my tribal area in Kenya, which is part of the Congo rainforest with all the spe species of bird life that you will ever imagine. The second one after, after the Amazon in terms of bird species. And it was very, very heavy rain. Now imagine that that rain that was falling was warm or hot water that you could take a shower with. I am sure you will not have woken up this morning to take the shower in your bathroom, but that you will have looked for a private place where you will be out in that rain, use it to shower, to clean yourself, because it was all the water that one could ever have imagined. Praise the name of the Lord. God calls us to drink deeply from the wells of salvation. He calls us to leave the little puddle of water by the roadside. He calls us to leave the little pond of water, the brackish water, the salty water. He tells us to leave all of that and to come and wallow in that which he has provided for us by the way of his word, by the way of the means of the sacrament, so that as we fellowship with him, as we commune with him, and as we walk with him, as we seek his face day after day after day, year after year, our lives will continue to be transformed. Our lives will continue to be life-giving to others, to our immediate families, to our community, to our nation, to our own church, because we are drinking deeply from what God has given to us as his children. And this is water that is sweet, water that you can never, ever get enough of, water that is a sign of his blessings upon our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, drawing from the wells of salvation is the very life spring of a believer. It is the very heartbeat of a believer that either together or privately or in our family setting, in our family altar, in our closet, prayer closet, that we are always drawing from him so that the dryness and the past that can so easily come into our lives, those are kept at bay because we know that which is true, that which is real, that which is eternal, and we make it our purpose in the Lord God Almighty to go after that because nothing else can ever fill the vacuum that is in our heart apart from Jesus Christ 
alone. And so this water is an actual experience of the believer with his Lord and Savior. And this water is openly accessible to every believer who has found Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. And that once this comes into our lives, like the verse begins, it says that there is joy in our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. There is radiance. There is a brightness in our lives. We walk with a spring in our step because we know our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is okay, that we are growing day after day as we behold him to be like him. And so it changes us. It gives us joy in all that we do. There is that spirit of joy. Whenever we see advertisements here, the adverts usually are of people who are very, very joyful. I have not seen an ad where the person is angry, where the person is doleful, where the person is very, very sad, but the picture always is somebody who is radiant, who is very happy, who is full of life. And for the believer, when we drink deeply from these wells of salvation, remember the word is wells in plural, that our lives are changed. And so the picture of a believer is not one who is doleful. It is not one who has a long face. It is not one who is walking, looking down, but it is one who wakes up every morning in spite of everything that is set against him. He wakes up knowing that his Lord and God is in control, that he has heard from him, from the word that he has given us, the very word of life, and we go about life knowing that we are the one on the winning team. Praise the Lord. We are the one who are pushing the powers of darkness back that when they see our Lord and our Savior in our life, they have nothing but to flee. They run away because they know that our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, is with us. And where Jesus Christ is, because he is the light of the world, because he is the bread of life, because he is the one who gives us the water of life, the powers of darkness cannot stand that light. They have to flee. In whichever sphere of life he has called us to serve him. One of my cousins is in ministry and where they were staying in that part of Nairobi uh, with the navigators, they will invite 
the young people in the area to come. They will have food. They will have soft drinks. And basically just love to be together. And through one of those visits by one young man, he looked at how these Christians loved each other, how they had joy in the Lord without drinking alcohol, without listening to dirty music or watching dirty films or movies, and just that presence of the Lord in the midst of that group, he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. Because here he saw something that money could not buy, education could not buy, filling your lives with material stuff could never ever buy. He saw something that they had and that he did not have, and so he wanted it. And so when we drink from the wells of salvation, that joy is contagious, that we look to God to see how he will use us, how he will make us, have an impact during our time, during our generation, we look to him for guidance. And so even in the midst of losing loved ones, I lost my dear mother last year also, just before the COVID lockdown in Kenya was lifted. Uh, Dr. Jerry knew my mother and some of my family members when he will come to Kenya to give sight to the unsighted. And it's tough being without a mother. Because uh, she will wake up, uh, she was going to be 91, and she will wake up at 2.30, and the first thing on her lips was prayer. My wife woke up this morning, and the first thing on her lips was a song of praise because of that joy of the Lord in our lives. And so even in the midst of losing some of our dear friends here, India and Betty, people that I knew and who took care of us whenever we will come here, even in the midst of that, for us, we rejoice because we know that we are going to see them again. So just like uh, Clay, Elder Clay was encouraging me that they are up there cheering us on with the cloud of witnesses, telling us to be able to continue in our walk strongly, not to give up, not to be sad, not to be angry, but know that the will of the Lord God Almighty has been done and that where they have gone ahead of us, we who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is where we are also headed. And so they are cheering us on. For me, I'm happy that my mother has met India and Betty. I don't know how their first meeting went, but I know my mother was so happy 
because Betty and India told her, I'm imagining, uh, I'm sure they said, yeah, we were supporting your son back in Africa. And from where they are, they can look upon the work that we are doing. And so we stand strong in the Lord. They have gone ahead of us. No more tears, no more pain. They are in their glorified body before the Lord. And so the hope of the resurrection, the hope that Jesus Christ has overcome death, that gives us great joy for us to be able to press on in the power of the Holy Spirit. In finishing, let me, let us go to John chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. Jesus and the Samaritan woman. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ tells the lady. She had quite a reputation. And they meet at Jacob's well. Out of shame, she has come at noon because everyone knew her lifestyle. And Jesus tells her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He has given us that spring of water that will never dry is always that will never be rationed a spring that is always available for his children. John chapter 7, verse 37. Uh, Jesus is attending the feast of the tabernacles, the feast of booths, in remembrance of the children of Israel wandering in the desert. And so they will come out and make booths so that they will never forget that it was God who was with them even in their wanderings. Verse 37, he says, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, which those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus has now been glorified. Jesus has now sent the Holy Spirit down to us. The Spirit proceeds from the Son. The Son proceeds from the Father. He has sent the spirit down, that where he is allowed to have his sway, to have his control, there will be that fullness of joy that Isaiah was talking about. And as we allow him to minister through us ever more deeply, the greater will be our joy, the greater will be our praise because of what he is doing, the greater will be our impact, 
Because now we do not go out in our own strength to minister, to work, to bring up our families, to reach out into the community. But because of what he has done, we go out in his power. And so he slakes the thirst. He gives us again here rivers of water, not just a river. Mighty, mighty rivers from within as he works within us. He fills our lives so that we are no longer content with a Christianity that is stagnant or comfortable. For me and my wife, whenever we become comfortable, God has a way of shaking our lives <laughs> so that we may seek him. He shakes it to the core. And so we have to seek him to have a strong walk with him. And so it is our duty to drink from those rivers that the Holy Spirit gives to us. And our only comfort can come from his work in our life because we realize he is our source of good and our faith is greatly encouraged. And so, one metaphor as I finish, I'll read a few scriptures as I finish and then pray, is that one picture of a Christian life is a life where one is living by a river or one is living by a little pond. We have been called to live by the river, to live in the river, not to live in a pond, because a pond can dry up easily. Let's look at a few scriptures. I'll read them without any explanation as we go to close in prayer. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 5 to 7. This is what the word of the Lord says. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sun shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. God will bring about newness of life. Chapter 41, verse 17 to 20. Isaiah 41, 17 to 20. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers on the bare heights, 
and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will put in the wilderness the cedar, the acacia, the myrtle, and the olive. I will set in the desert the cypress, the plain, and the pine together that men may see and know, may consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Where his spirit is, there is life. Call everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. It is all of grace and not anything in us, but it is our duty and our responsibility to thirst and hunger. Psalm 36, verse 7 to 9. How precious is thy steadfast love, O God. The children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of thy delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. He gives us a river of delight. It is found nowhere else apart from him. As a heart longs for flowing streams, so longs my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? If you have time on your own, read Psalm 63, reiterating the same, same things. Then let's finish with the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 7 and verse 17. The last words that our Lord gives to us in this book before he comes the second time. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. If you have time, read it. Those that have come out of the great tribulation, this is what John writes down. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. 21, 6 to 7. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the fountain of the water of life without payment. He who conquers shall have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, 
and let him who hears say, come. And let him who is thirsty, come. Let him who desires take the water of life without price. Golden Isles, the invitation is always ever before us. Let us drink deeply. Let us drink joyfully. Let us draw from the wells of salvation using the means of grace that he has given to us. Let us draw from those wells abundantly for his honor and for his glory. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that, oh Lord, you have given freedom in this nation for your word to be preached. And Lord oh God Almighty, we look to you. We look to your Holy Spirit to bring this word to life. Oh Lord, as we drink and in faith believe what you have told us, oh God, we look to you. We look to you for strength. We look to you for a life that is filled with power, a life that is filled with joy, a life, oh God, that will continue to issue in much fruitfulness for your kingdom. So we thank you and we bless you for this opportunity together to encourage each other before the day of your coming. Amen. Amen.